Show me something. Hello and welcome back to the Show Me Something podcast. My name is Will. I'm Trevor. And I'm Jacob. And this week I showed these dear gentlemen the 2017 album Who Told You to Think by the rapper Milo, also known as Scallops Hotel, also known as R.A.P. Ferreira. Uh, He is actually now exclusively known as R.A.P. Ferreira or Rap Ferreira. Uh, That is his actual name. His um, initials are R.A.P. for Rory Allen Philip Ferreira. So anything from earlier this year onwards, you won't be able to find under Milo. He's retired the name. Uh, This and other wonderful albums are still under Milo, if you're looking for them on any streaming services. But for what it's worth, if you look up Rap Ferreira, uh, you won't find this. Cool. So he is a MC. um, I think he's my age. He's maybe a year younger than me. He's 28. Born in Chicago. Uh, He's moved around quite a bit throughout his life. He... Actually went to high school in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, in the news this week. Obviously, justice for Jacob Blake. Uh, rest in peace to the protesters that were killed. Um, he then went to college in somewhere in Wisconsin, uh, moved out to L.A., joined a rap group called Hellfire Club, which is now defunct due to like internal uh, bad politics, essentially, by the label owner. Uh, he's now fully independent. He runs a label called Ruby Yacht. He moved back to Bitterford, Maine. Uh, don't really know where that is, but it's in Maine somewhere. Opened up a record shop called Soul Folks. And I believe most recently is now relocated to Tennessee um, in the Nashville area, I think. Um, lives there with his wife and kid. And um, that's where he's at for now. So... Yeah, 2017 album, 15 tracks. Um, we don't have any housekeeping to take care of, do we, gentlemen? No, I don't think so. I think we covered it last time, right? Unless you got something, Trevor. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm pretty chill. Oh, actually, we do. We're going to start playing D&D. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, not for the channel, probably, unless people no. express interest. <laughs> um but for now, yeah, we're like I'm. I'm gonna run a D and D game for these guys and uh, Abby and Marissa. So yeah, looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, we're excited. I'm very nervous. I'm a bird My rogue. first time running a game. Well, like, it's our first time playing for real, yeah. so you should you shouldn't be nervous at all because we have no context for whether it's good or not. We're just looking to have fun. I'll be the best. That's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, that'll be yeah, fun. That'll kick much, off, guess, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's yep. pretty much everything, I guess, for housekeeping. Yeah. Cool. Maestro's doing well. Um, <laughs> he's uh, He's got long nails right now, so I have lots of scratches all over my body. But oh, no. Other than that, oh. he's great. Good <laughs> boy. Gotta, he's cool. We're, yeah, he's going to the vet on Friday, so we'll get his nails clipped along with his next uh, round of kitten kitten vaccinations nice. anyway all right cool uh very long-winded intro i apologize for that but it's all what'd good, you guys man. think jacob you want to go first no you're first dude damn it okay because you're next. um that's the order trevor i know it was all right honestly like i like i've said it before and i think i am starting to get more appreciative of rap music but i'm just not 
it's not my thing. You know, yeah. um, I think I liked the last rap album we did, Mad Villainy. Mad Villainy. I think I liked that one a bit more. Yeah. Uh, there was some, like, this guy has a lot of references in his music, yeah. like, of which I got a lot of them, which was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Some big pulls, actually, like some deep pulls to where, like, even I had to look up some of them and I was like, oh, I actually know that reference, but I would not have guessed that's what it was. Yeah, the references are nice. It was good. And I don't know. It wasn't bad. I would not listen to this ever again on my own. I will say that. Cool. Uh, But yeah, that's all I got, really. (laughs) Until we start getting into individual songs. Like, it was all right. What are you giving it? We're not doing that yet, are we? What do you mean? I thought. Do we do that now? Was, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute since we recorded. He's jumbled up. He's jumbled Hasn't up. It's been that long. <laughs> um, what do I give this? God, I don't even remember what I gave Mad Villainy, so I can't even. It's all good. It's like dude. a five or six. Yeah, yeah six somewhere seven. in there. What are you like, for this? Probably like a five and a half. I'm giving this probably like a five and a half. It was cool. okay. I just want to say that the idea, I literally thought about this this morning when I was walking, um, the fact that Trevor, the only three albums he's ever heard front to back intentionally are Mad Villainy, Helplessness Blues, and Who Told You to Think <laughs> is like the warmest, it gives me the warmest feeling and it's completely unfair to you and I acknowledge that. And I'm a bad influence. No, but at not. the same time, no, I am because that shouldn't be the first three albums that you hear in life. And I think anybody will say that, myself included. However, the fact that that is your uh, that your triumvirate of first albums I've ever listened to front to back, it it gives me like an incredibly like serious, warm, fuzzy feeling because these obviously mean a lot to me personally so the idea that someone could be exposed to those three as like their first intentional front to back listens uh brings me a lot of joy even though it doesn't do the same for you and i apologize for that but it's, it's I, just I, to say that. I think it's a unique perspective on it because like i don't listen to albums so i'm going into these real deep heavy serious albums with no context whatsoever <laughs> and it's kind of i don't know yeah. interesting in a way does it yeah. make you want to listen to um, more full albums of like artists you normally listen to single songs of? Actually, kind of, yeah. I've been thinking about yeah. trying to like listen to some of, like my favorite like artists, like country artists or other it's good. stuff. You should and listen yeah. to some of their full think, albums. Yeah, I mean, I, sorry, I just cracked my fucking keyboard. Um, I obviously I and I think Jacob too, uh, although I don't want to speak for him am very taken with the medium of album i think that it's incredibly important to understand music in the context of what the artist wanted it to be in the context of you know like singles are all well and good but i think 99 percent of people who make music set out with the intention to make a body of work rather than a single and to appreciate and to experience their music as it's meant to be appreciated and experienced is like super important to me um, as a complete music nerd. And the fact that this, you know, (laughs) obviously uh, relatively trying experience for you 
of being put through these like incredibly dense and um, not necessarily fun to listen to albums gives you the drive or desire to actually like ex- like uh, experience other albums. That's all I'm here for. Like I love that, yeah. uh, and it makes me very happy to hear that. It's a great question, Cobb. Um, cool. That's all I'll say. Sweet. No, I mean I, I agree with what you're saying. Like I I definitely love listening to albums, and I feel like it gives you uh, an interesting perspective of uh, like the story that they're trying to tell, depending on what album you're listening to. Um, like I don't know if I've I've talked about it before, but like the first time or the first like bunch of times I listened to. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Um, it was out of order. It was uh, on an a- on a burned disc that my aunt gave me that for some reason wasn't in order. So the first so many times, like enough times to where like I knew like the order of that CD and I knew like a lot of the lyrics of the songs. Um, I was listening to it out of order. So like it told me it basically it told me a completely different story to the to when I finally listened to it like when I when Spotify became big and I and I started using Spotify instead of CDs um and I actually heard the album in the way it's supposed to be listened to uh and I was like wow that makes a lot more sense because honestly (laughs) it sounded pretty jumbled before (laughs) Um, wow that's really crazy I would love to uh if you have that order still I would love to know what the order was I might I might have it somewhere um but yeah, like even like the last track, you know, where it's like the the dude speaking. It's like not a song. Yeah. It's, uh, I forget what it's called. Lost in but, the world. Uh, that was in the middle of the album. Oh wow! In the middle of the wow. album, so yeah, it was pretty different. It was pretty jumbled up. But um, but yeah. So what I thought of this album, um, I I liked it a lot. I uh, it took me a ton of listens to to like really grasp. Um, I still don't even think I really grasped it, but like to be able to uh, understand the songs a little bit more and to get a feel for the album, I ended up actually listening to it nine times. Um, Damn. Yeah, <laughs> my ninth was today before we recorded. Uh, a lot of the listens were pretty passive. I find the album uh, a really easy album to listen to, especially passive. Um, it reminds me of music I would have listened to in college. Like it would have been the same exact shit that I was listening to. Um, when I was just listening to albums over and over and over again, like I was with like, uh, with like Childish Gambino and like, um, like Tyler and a bunch of fucking other artists. But like, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I'd probably give it like a, like an eight out of 10. Um, it, I also, one of the reasons why I listened to it so many times is cause I really couldn't put, I was having a really, really difficult time putting a rating on it, which I was talking to mm-hmm. Abby about when I was playing the album for her. Um, like I just didn't know what to rate it. Like I was, <laughs> I was like kind of confused by it. I was like, I really like it, and a lot of the tracks and like lines are getting stuck in my head. I love the references, but I don't know what to fucking rate this thing. <laughs> yeah. um, and I don't know why that was the case, because like with the other stuff that you showed us with like Mad Villainy and with like Helplessness Blues, from the first listen, I was able to give it a ballpark rating, and then it didn't mm-hmm. move that much. Uh, after the couple of times that I listened to those albums again. Um, and then with this one, like, I didn't even put a number on it until my ninth listen. Like, I didn't wow. even have a yeah. number in mind. I was like, I was like, I don't even know. That's why when, Trevor, when you were messaging me earlier and was like, hey, we can do it whenever, and it was like 4 o'clock or whatever, and uh, it was like an hour before we were starting or whatever, 
I was like, I can't. I need to listen to it again. I don't know what I'm going to rate it. I don't even know what my top tracks are. Wow. <laughs> and I've already Damn. listened to it eight fucking times. So, yeah. Um, but that's that's where I'm at with it. Um, yeah. All right. What do you think, Will? I got four listens cool. in, just to say. I got um, two very passive where I was playing video games while listening to it. Uh, one semi-passive, which was while I was driving. So I was kind of focusing onto it while driving. And then one where I just mm-hmm. sat there and just was like, all right, let's go, let's go. And then I was, like, Googling <laughs> certain lyrics every now and then, like, that listen. Yeah. And, cool. like, I same about, I was listening to my last one about the same time Jacob was just before the podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got a few yeah. in today as well. I do want to uh, say that uh, our way of doing this is that we have, like, a guaranteed at least listening to it three times, and then the rest is, like, kind of up to up to us, whoever's showing the album yeah. right so far it's only yeah. will but <laughs> that's yeah. like our rule <laughs> yeah um cool yeah great uh i'm glad um you both i mean enjoyed it to varying degrees of course but um yeah so this is one this is kind of a it's a weird one to talk about i think i mean not weird to talk about but it's weird for me to contextualize because i he is like i i spoke incredibly reverently about mad villainy and that's an album that i've obviously lived with for a, for a very long time this album is only a few years old so it doesn't have the same lifespan personally for me despite the fact that i listened to it the day it came out and have continued to listen to it since um milo is a super important uh artist for me i there are days where I call him my favorite rapper. He's definitely like right up there with with Kanye and MF Doom in terms of people who mean the most to me. Um, he is a very acquired taste, I think. Um, so I'm not surprised that he didn't quite hit for you, Trev. I am. Yeah. I'm also not surprised that he did hit for Cobb, but I am glad that he did because I think it's super hit or miss. Like, for, especially for people who listen to a ton of hip-hop he even isn't necessarily like that the right flavor for a lot of people in my experience um speaking as someone who like lived on hip-hop message boards for like the majority of my life up until the last few years um i would always try to plug milo and he would never quite gain traction you know in like groups that were dedicated to talking about hip-hop um i find that kind of interesting from at least I mean, I haven't listened to any of his other work uh, at this point, yeah. but like just off of this album, I find that interesting that people on a hip hop message board wouldn't like it. Yeah, I mean, there there are obviously people who do, and I think he has like an incredibly voracious fan base um, of like generally like if if you like him, it's like you really 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 like him uh, in my experience at least again, which is which is narrow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I've mentioned it in the past, like I was part of a Facebook hip hop group for like the better part of a decade. I was a, like an incredibly active member uh, from when I was a sophomore in high school, like all the way through college and even a few years into my uh, quote unquote adult life. And I wasn't uh, necessarily familiar with him until the later years of, of my life. Like I didn't, he hasn't been around obviously very long. I think he started being active in like 2012, 2013. I wasn't aware of him until after college, um, right around the time he dropped his first, like, actual, like, official full length, which is called A Toothpaste Suburb, um, 
there's a an EP that came out after that called Cavalcade, and that was the first one that really grabbed my attention. So this was like 2014 um, that I got into them, and I graduated college at the end of 2013. So yeah, even at that point, like I would really try to like plug him and uh, talk about him with all like my internet homies who loved rap music, and only a few of them were like, yeah, this is really cool, and like connected with it uh, at the level that I did. Anyway, he has been very important to me for the last probably five years. Uh, when I moved down to Florida, there are two albums that I pretty much played the entire time I drove down here. I drove down from New York um, and like did three stops. Like I stopped in Virginia to see my college roommates and stay with them for a weekend. And then I stopped again in Savannah, Georgia, and then I did the rest of the leg. So it was three days of driving, you know, eight hours a day, more or less. And... Uh, the albums that I primarily listened to were So the Flies Don't Come, which is the Milo album that preceded this one from 2015, and uh, Good AM by Mac Miller. And that was like my rotation. And that's like a huge deal. Like I was leaving my hometown to move to a new place where I knew nobody. So that's like, you know, that's your classic like big life moment, quote unquote. Yeah. And Milo was like 50% of the soundtrack of that time of my life. So obviously he means a lot to me. So The Flies Don't Come is a wonderful album. But this one, I think, is a step above it. Um, it is incredibly dense. Even as someone who was a fan going into it, it took me a long time to like get to the level that I'm at now. Um, he is a very literary rapper. Like, there's no one else that I can think of off the top of my head that I have to, like, look up words when I'm listening to him mm -hmm. to understand what they are, you know? Um, and as an English major and as someone who's read books his whole life, like, that's a thing that I really appreciate. Um, so, yeah, he's, a, he's an incredible guy uh, in terms of being an artist. And he produced a lot of this album, too, uh, which is was kind of like his first foray like he's he's made beats his whole career as far as i'm aware but most of his albums were produced by a guy named kenny siegel who is a wonderful producer uh and he continues to work closely with him but this was the first time that he made i think like 50 percent or more of the beats on the album um yeah i'm glad you guys pointed out the referentiality if that's a word or like how many references he makes because he is an incredibly referential rapper. Yeah, he makes um, a lot of references. Like, so many. And I, I really appreciate the, the variety of references. Like, he was a... Um, I think he was, like, a philosophy major in college. So there's, like, tons of references to philosophy scholarship that I don't know anything about. Um, but there's even know, one, like, that, that, that is, always stands out to me because I think it's funny and really random. It's, like, he says... Uh, catch a pass like Devin Funchess, which is like such a random wide receiver. <laughs> it's like does he really? Not, I don't even know yeah. that one. It's like not even one that's like, oh yeah, he's like top five in the league. It's like so fucking random. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it almost feels like he prides himself on making his listeners look up the references that he's making, um, because there are so many, there are so many, um, and we'll get into it more as we break down track by track, which. Uh, in the interest of um, breaking the fourth wall, we 
have stepped away from doing movies chronologically, but we, we agreed that in the context of music, it, it kind of makes sense to keep like a loose chronological structure of like track one through X. We will not hold ourselves to that. If the conversation takes other turns, we won't yeah. stifle them. And we also won't like force ourselves to talk about a song that none of us have anything to say about it. But I think it does make sense to at least give ourselves a loose framework Whereas with movies, we've completely gone off the rails. And I think we're the better for it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for sure. Um, we won't we won't be as free-flowing with this one unless we become free-flowing. Um, yeah. And anyway, that feeling. Yeah. So, sure. yeah, it happens. And it, I'm already it has because I am rambling a lot. And I've already had a lot <laughs> of the, the, the real estate for this album. So, anyway, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. It's a personal classic. I love it very much. There are... Uh, songs that make me sad. There are songs that make me feel triumphant. Uh, there are songs that, when I'm feeling down, I can throw on, and they will immediately inc- improve my mood on this album. Um, I do think it takes a number of listens to let it click. Uh, he is dense in a way that MF Doom is not, in that Doom is kind of like rapping at you through a cloud of smoke. <laughs> whereas I think Milo is like rapping at you from atop a stack of books in a library, you know? <laughs> um, and you like kind of have to like let the words coast down to you. Uh, if I could be a little uh, verbose and metaphorical. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. I'm glad you guys have listened to it. Um, I'm excited to talk about it. That's, I guess, all I'll, I will limit myself to in my review section. 10 out of 10, personal classic. Love it deeply. Um, I'm glad it's a part of my life, uh, and has been for three years now. So let's jump into it. Unless you guys Sweet. have any other lingering thoughts. No, I'm ready no. to, uh, drop our best, uh, or favorite tracks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Trev, go ahead. Let's What's your it. favorite tracks on an album you gave a five and a half to? <laughs> I want to give a show. I'm not trying to hate. Too. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just I saying just... it would probably be difficult to find favorite tracks off yeah um i liked i guess my number one would be uh i don't know i don't know i just it was kind of fun right on like it was it was goofy and weird um because i don't know i guess second would be uh landscaping (laughs) the second track uh i kind of liked the um with trying to mimic god by mimicking our sound and like the distortion yeah imitating god yeah (laughs) And I was like, eh, that's kind of cool. The distortion with that was neat. And then yep. um, I guess if I had to pick a third, I'm just going to pick the first track because it's got the, right Gizar- it's got the Gizargo reference in it, which I got. <laughs> I like that. Great track. Yeah. Great yeah. Uh I guess, like, I didn't really pick a third, to be fair, but then I'm, like, looking through. I'm like, what would it be? And it's like, ah, Gizargo, I guess. Skyrim, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right on. That's a solid. Topic. Oh right, that is a fucking Skyrim reference. Yeah, it's a Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, I Zargo had, and Winterhold. I, just, yeah. I had I just to look it up because I was like, now. "That sounds so familiar." What is he talking oh, about? And I looked it up. So and I'm like, "Funny." Oh damn! That's. I mean, just it makes like... sense. This album came out in 2017. That was a few years after Skyrim. Still, shit was still popping off. Sh- Skyrim's never gonna not be like. What a was reference. Skyrim like? 2013, I think. 2011. 2011? <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Holy I thought it was because it was 11, 11, 11 was like the release date. It definitely might have been. That that sounds that sounds right. Didn't it get pushed back though? I think it got might have gotten pushed back because I I definitely played it in college when I lived at a specific house 
which I think I didn't live in until 2012. But it's yeah, it's it's like at least eight years old. Yeah, and it yeah, comes re- out on everything. That makes so, sense though, because I remember yeah. uh, my my uh, what would have been junior year of high school, I think. Um, one of my friends tried to bring it in on like a external hard drive and download it on the, <laughs> one of the computers at school. Didn't work. Couldn't run. But it couldn't it run. Was, but, it was. But it November. was a great try. I remember he popped up the intro when you're like on the cart, and it was like it was like one frame every minute. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. It did. Was come it out November 2011? November 11th, 2011. So 11, that's 11, 11. Right on. Um, cool. my top songs. Uh. <laughs> I don't. I don't have it really solidified, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I. I okay. So on my ninth listen, just the one I did right before this, like I was saying, I was trying to write down my top songs. I ended up writing down almost every single song. Um, <laughs> like. Oh my god. So, but I did rank them. I did. It's it's loose. It's very loose. But um, yeah. So I'll put number one as sorcerer. Um, number two as yet another, and number three as landscaping. Um, but I will say I really enjoy like these. Um, in the album, I kind of found like three track arcs that, at least for me, they were like three track arcs where like I was like, man, I really love those fucking three songs in a row, and then there'll be like a song that I think is like pretty good, but like doesn't really. It's like kind of a break, and then like. Mm-hmm there'll be three more songs where I'm like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to rank top three songs <laughs> when I'm liking all these songs together, you know, yeah. as they're playing? Pick your favorite bundle, I guess. Yeah, but that that's 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 where I ranked them. Cool. Yeah, that's... Uh, I identify with that because even as I've had this album in my life consistently for three years, it's... I, I, I rarely put it on and don't listen to the whole thing front to back. I think it's an exquisitely sequenced album. I think it is, um, like, it just, it flows really well together. It is, incre- like Cobb mentioned in his review, it's really easy to listen to passively. Like, there aren't any songs that you're like, oh, let me skip this one real quick. Um, yeah. For the most part, obviously, you know, that your mileage may vary, but... Even now, there are songs that I don't know the name of because I so frequently listen to it. I just started at Poet and I run it all the way through until it starts auto-playing something else. Um, that said, I do, of course, have a top three. Um, Sorcerer <laughs> is far and away number one for me as well. Nice. Um, yeah, I like that. So that's the song that if I am feeling shitty, that will make me feel triumphant ten times out of ten. Like, mm-hmm. that, like the i won't I, I was about to start quoting it i won't until we get to it because I, <laughs> I i also abby this is for you i'm metagaming but i have held myself to only a quote or two for only a few songs i'm not gonna do a mad villainy <laughs> where i start rapping entire verses uh, that was great though it. It was yeah, hilarious. but I I don't want I don't want to give her extra editing work, uh, and I'm also not as drunk as I was at that point. So yet, uh, yeah, getting there, working on um, it. No, I'm not working on it. I'm not working to the point where I'm going to make her have extra work. So, um, I won't quote that song until we get to it. But sorcerer number one, 
landscaping number two shout out to you trev um a wonderful song and then honestly what do you mean that was my number three too come on <laughs> oh you had it too okay shout out to both it of was you. my number three um, uh, those are like oh, the two hey, those are the two that they're pretty much the only two that i will listen to outside of the context of the entire album like those are the two that i have on like my car playlist <clears throat> that i i think hold up equally as well standalone as they do in the context uh i'm also big on call call and form i'm big on magician um call form was my four that was tough yeah call form is really good uh and i think magician is great too that was the first single um cool yeah solid top threes all around all right so we'll jump into a loose track by track i think we'll probably we'll we'll veer around uh as needed but track one is uh poet parenthetical parenthetical uh black bean uh, the album opens with a quote from James Baldwin, who I recently read for the first time. Uh, I just read The Fire Next Time uh, by James Baldwin. So that that was pretty cool. It's a, I think it's really interesting and compelling. Not only op- like opening to an album, but it's a it's a cool uh, passage, I guess. From yeah, I th- I think it's great. It's like from. a lot of the time. When um, sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, uh, no, no, no. I was good. A, a lot of a lot of the time when like um, rap albums will start with like either it just it's 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 a lot of the time not just a rap verse. It'll be like a sample from something or like this where it's like a speech or like a whatever it may be. Um, a lot of the time I end up skipping them because they're yeah. not that good or I don't yeah. feel like I need to listen to it every single time I listen to the album. Um, like or it's just like sound like like in channel orange i don't listen to the first track i don't even know what it's called it's just it's not a song <laughs> yeah agree. um but like with this one i'm like man that's a fucking great song and a really 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 great sample like yeah. it, it's just yeah. so well made like i really i respect the hell out of you Trevor, for putting it on your on your top three like i really i wanted to fit it in mine um but like I'm saying, I couldn't, I couldn't I didn't fit everything fit, in. I didn't fit it in my top three for any real good artistic reasons. It was just because Skyrim. <laughs> that was the you only. Should have just accepted it, Trevor. That's fine though. That's fine. I'm not, even gonna, I'm not gonna try and front. You know, like no, oh, I no, know. Yeah, like I don't. I regardless though. Like, I understood, it's... like a lot of the lyrics for a lot of these songs, and then poet as well. Like I, I got that there was a message, but I just. The message didn't, I guess, hit me specifically. Maybe I don't know. Like I was like, like, and I appreciate this guy and his references and his ability to like seamlessly work them in, except for one song, which when we get to it, I'll talk about it. Ooh, um, teaser. But like, yeah, no, I liked poet. It was good. It was interesting. It was. I I think I kind of understood the message. About like poets are the ones that like kind of know what's going on and stuff like that and i thought that was cool yeah 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 i mean a a (laughs) quick a quick shout out uh james baldwin is obviously he's gotten a decent amount of bump from um the social awareness that's been happening since george floyd's murder he -hmm. has a lot of really incredible and compelling writing about being black in america uh Obviously, he's an incredibly intelligent guy, and this, I mean, I've loved this forever, and like cops said, I've never skipped this intro, uh, 
Um, I didn't know it was James Baldwin until recently. So it's cool to kind of get that like come around um, of realization that I've been listening to him talk about being a poet for the last few years. But yeah, I, I can't recommend The Fire Next Time enough. Uh, it's a really unbelievable essay. Um, but anyway, that's that my little PC piece. But this song, uh, I think, is a really good example of Milo's referential style. This is like a very short song. It's almost entirely intro and outro. I think it's like yeah. probably a 16 bar verse. I mean, I could count it right now, but I don't. It's I think maybe a 24. It's a 24 bar verse, and he fits seven references that I am aware of, uh, or can identify as a reference into those 24 bars. Uh, and I'm not going to do this on every track. I'm only going to do it for this one. But real quick, uh, Gaeth Matar is dead. Is the first line right? Gaeth Matar was a Syrian activist. Uh, he was murdered. That's the first opening line. He then mentions, um, he or references Ultima Forever, which I guess is a free MMORPG. Uh, the Welcome Back I Avatar like is a reference to that. What? Um, okay, I feel like I've heard of Ultima Forever. Yeah, so apparently, and this is all, all the things I'm about to say are based off of the Genius page for this song. So, mileage may vary on how accurate they are, but generally those are pretty solid um, annotations. So yeah, Welcome Back Avatar was uh, the Ultima Forever homepage. That's what it used to greet you whenever you logged in. It said, Welcome mm. Back Avatar. Uh, Mev Levy right. is a, a reference to the Islamic Sufi order, commonly known as the Whirling Dervishes. So that's like, uh, I guess, a religious reference. Uh, and he mentions Mev Levy whirling while I'm boiling a pacifier, a reference to his kid. Uh, the aforementioned Jazargo in Winterhold, Skyrim reference. Um, he then mentions Fargo, which of course is a movie, a TV show, and an actual place. Uh, unknown what his actual reference was there, but he has spent time in the Midwest, so it's uh, something. Uh, then he mentions Dirk Diggler, who is Mark Wahlberg's character that, in Boogie Nights. Great reference. Great. That's great the one reference. that I understood from it. That was the one that I wrote down. I was like, fuck yeah, Dirk Diggler, homie. <laughs> yeah, uh, fantastic. He says, um, back on my Black Bukowski bullshit, which is a reference to Charles Bukowski, who is an underground poet uh, who resided in L.A. and uh, known for bleak, misanthropic depiction of American society, whatever. Um, so, like, right there in, like, this quick, I mean, this is maybe 40 seconds of rapping. And then his references span defunct MMORPGs, <laughs> like underground beat poets, uh, TV shows and movies, Syrian activists. Like it's just, uh, it's a really it's good. It's all over the place. Uh, it's all over the place. And it's a really good encapsulation, I think, of, of his style, at least in terms of references, like throughout the album. They're, they're everywhere. I mean, like Cobb mentioned that wide receiver pull that I've never even heard of. I didn't even know it was a reference. So like, <laughs> you know, it's it's really cool, and it it's the type of thing that I don't necessarily listen to rap music to, like, have to go and Google stuff, but <laughs> it is kind of cool I when mean, you do feel like you have to. There's a couple of things in this where I was like, I gotta, I gotta look it up, because either I thought yeah. I would, the Skyrim, I did have to look it up just because it was itching me so much, I was like, Jazargo, and what, I know that, 
what do I know that from is what I was struggling with. And then I had to look it up and I was like, okay, yeah. Like, I had to look up a few things, though, for this. Because, geez, man, his his references are wild and all over the place. And I I dig it. It's like an unreal amount. Like, how do you even go about to writing that verse? Like, yeah. I, like honestly, how do you go about writing it? Like, how are you co- how are you thinking of these things? Because it because it all flows together. So, like, how are you th- thinking of these things that are coming out of complete left field? Like the like, it's just it's so insane because it doesn't follow one single um, theme or anything. It's like it's a no, state of mind, I guess. Right. Yeah, like you just yeah, have all just this like information that, in your head, and you're just able to piece it all together somehow, which is insanity. Yeah, it's really incredible. A lot of respect. I bet he's great yeah. at trivia. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Sure. He probably is. Dude, I want to um, go toe to toe with him at at Nickelodeon. Seen it? Fucking, <laughs> let's go. Damn. Yeah. Cobb <laughs> just wiped the floor with me and Riss and Nickelodeon. Seen it? That's why I did. I whooped him, bro. He just wants it to, took he me wants to boast. Ten minutes. <laughs> Um, oh that was a good run yeah, my best so, run so far that was a speed run yeah i mean you slapped us both it was it was embarrassing <laughs> um you did beat me at normal scene it though which was a true head-to-head that was a great round that was a great round yeah um came down to the final yeah, question so that i think that's a good uh you know quick snapshot of like what you're gonna get with him and it shouldn't go without saying that like Obviously, there's 24 bars, and there's only, we just pointed out seven references, so there's other stuff in this verse as well, and like Cobb mentioned, it flows incredibly well. It all fits in. It doesn't seem like he's just saying stuff to say it, um, and I think that goes throughout the album, too. Um, I think cool. all, I, like pretty much we can't, ref, we can't talk about every reference in every song. Because we would be here literally mm-hmm. for days. Like, no. We're gonna and that's hit why what we, what we recognized and what we can, and then have to keep going because Jesus, this yeah. dude and is insane. I know, and I, I I did. That's why I wanted to make the point that I'm only gonna do this for the one song because a it's a short song, b it's packed of references, c it's the first yeah. song, and like you know what you're getting at this point. Um, and yeah, no, no, we couldn't possibly. This this will. It's already longer than I thought it would be this episode, and uh, we would be here forever if we continued to do this. We had a so. long intro already. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm talking a lot. Um, really? It's all good, man. All right, cool. You're passionate. Track two, landscaping. Landscaping's cool. It's got that cool distortion. It's a nice little... He does the distortion thing a few times on a different on some other He does, tracks. but this one, is, I feel like it was the most prominent. Yeah. And uh, he references Courage to Cowardly Dog in this song. That is also a great reference. Oh, Maestro, Will just showed us uh, on Discord. He's He's got Maestro in his hands. Oh, baby boy. What a nice boy. And I've got Pip behind me sleeping in a basket. I've got anime posters behind I me. I don't know. Where, where's Piper? Piper's <laughs> not hanging out with you? Where the fuck nah, is Piper's Piper? outside probably. She's probably outside playing. Probably getting a ball thrown or something. Right on. Um, anyway, sorry. But yeah, landscaping yeah, great, is a great Great courage great reference. I had um, y'all was imitating God trying to mimic our sound stuck in my head probably for a day and a half, yeah. uh, maybe longer. Um, that is I would definitely the line that it. stuck with me the most. It was one of the lines. Album. Abby's nodding her head right now. It was one of the lines that I kept saying, and she's like, what are you saying? And I was like, I just have, I, it's from the album we're listening to. I have it stuck in my head. 
Yeah, I was like, like hanging pictures on our wall for us, and, and I just kept saying it. You know, I was imitating God trying to mimic our sound. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he does also repeat it like a bunch of times. Um, yeah, it's hypnotizing. Yeah, this is one of the ones that I earmarked for myself that I would drop a few lines again because it's uh, one of my favorites. Uh, the first line, what's a selfie? That's not me. That's my Chula Chucky. So that's one of those ones you have to look up, right? I don't know what Love the it. fuck a Chula Chucky is. Uh, I don't know what it means, but the flow is excellent. It's a mythical Amazonian forest creature. Um, Huh? And (laughs) it's said that it can turn into any animal that dwells in the forest or even humans to persuade people into following it deep into the forest and finally getting lost. So, Like Like a siren. Like a siren, you know, and obviously I'm not going to dive into the potential meanings of that of that wait bar. isn't that your D D character will <laughs> yeah i'm a true chalky um there <laughs> is no, a shapeshifter like, character to be fair but yeah no not me um and to rhyme chula chalky with tchotchke is just like you know i mean i like the tchotchke line he's an exceptional exceptional rapper um i really love that I love, word i i i learned it from a person that grew up in new york i don't know if it's a new yorker thing but uh or like a midwest thing or whatever it is but like that's where i heard the word from and now i say it all the time just for like random things tchotchke is such a funny word <laughs> yeah just yeah tchotchke, i mean it, it is it is it's just uh, like little it's like little random things you like keep around yeah no i know what it is it's just funny that's what you like. Yeah. That's that's the word like you latched on to. Yeah, I liked it. It's a good word. It is Yiddish in origin. So, I mean, it's obviously mm. not every single Jewish person lives in New York, but New York is has a significant Jewish uh, demographic. So, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. The that's New Yorker I was talking about is not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah, this is uh this song is a banger. I I love Elucid's verse. He's the the featured rapper on this one, the second verse. Um he has like an incredibly emotional uh appearance. Um I love Wild Things Wildly. I love Quiet Things Quietly. I think it's an amazing opening bar. Um and the other thing I wanted to mention is that Milo at the end of his verse says you remind me of how a parrot talks in stages like the words don't belong to you just mimicking sounds and that jumps into what Cobb was just quoting but he has like bird calls in the background of the beat uh, which I thought goes very well with it um, yeah I could I mean this is one of those ones that I could quote for a straight three minutes uh, <laughs> that I won't do yet but Banger. I will say this was um, a part of uh, the three-track beginning of like uh, what I had a hard time differentiating from was landscaping, call form, and then magician. I felt like yeah. they all flowed together so hard for me. It was like mm-hmm. difficult for me to be like I like this one more than the other one. So like yeah. really landscaping being at number three was really just because of that that verse and like a few of the references. But like really, the other songs are just as good in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so I guess call move on to call form. Yeah. Yeah. I real quick. I feel like we're gonna shackle ourselves by doing track by track, and it already feels like it's gonna make the episode too long. So I kind of yeah. I we're already just wanna, at like forty. We're about to hit forty five minutes already, and yeah, we're not even. And we're already on track in. three. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna audible uh, if I get the approval of the two of you. I don't 
think we should go through Denied. the entire thing because it'll make it way too long. <laughs> uh, way too long. That's yeah, fine. I can. Um, I can be fine with that. I do want to talk about so, form a little bit though. Yeah, I'm happy to just like let you all talk about the songs that you have notes for, um, and I can fill in as necessary. But I think we'll just. I'm gonna be too enthusiastic. I think would be a nice way of putting it about um, the album. It's okay, man. If we don't. I do want to say that um, it's nothing really specific about this song, but I wrote it down underneath it because I guess this is what I was thinking about. Uh, so during my listen when I was, um, uh, I think I was cooking with headphones on. Um, <laughs> um, Great mood. This is when I was trying to figure out what sort of um, like music or rapper he reminds me of because I – I really like to, I know I did it with the other ones that you gave me where I was always trying to like figure out what they sound like. Like I did it for Helplessness Blues and I said they sounded like, I think I said Mumford and Sons and Lumineers and you got mad at me. Um, (laughs) um, So I was really trying to pinpoint what was any sort of similar. And the only two things I came up with was um, Childish Gambino and, uh, and Kid Cudi. Not similar at all. <laughs> um, Kid Cudi from just the mellowness of the album, not for any mm-hmm. sort of similarity in rapping style or themes at all. And then for um, Childish Gambino, just for, like, he reminds me of, like, that similar type of, like, new age rapper where, like, there's a lot of um, references and, like, born on the internet type of stuff. Um, that's where I got my similarities from i don't know if those similarities piss you off will like i did with helplessness blues or i hope they um <laughs> no they don't i i mean piss me off i don't think would be fair i i don't agree um but i respect and understand where you're coming from in you know in your explanations um but i think that milo is like far beyond both of them artistically uh, which may or may not be a controversial take, but I think he's much better of a rapper than um, Gambino. And I think that he is... I mean, actually, no, he's not as he's not as melodically in tune as Cuddy. Cuddy is an incredible um, musician in terms of melody, so that one I won't... I, I agree with. Um, yeah, no, I, they don't piss me off. Not like Lumineers to Fleet Foxes. Um <laughs> I, I, you know, and that's the thing too. I like, still you, think, you know, that's they were D's. <laughs> that's so for me. Joy. With, for me, with this song, like my big thing was the again, like some of the ref, like the gaming references, like the where he put his stats into and stuff. That's kind of like a tabletop feel yeah. to that. Which with the D and D stuff that we're talking about, I kind of have that on the brain. Yeah. Um, that a lot of questioning of the rap industry, which I feel like was an overarching plot of like this whole album, was he like talks mm-hmm. about like the rap industry as a whole being too much of like a bunch of sellouts or something. And then yeah. the toe tag thing, I assume, was talking about him being dead. Yeah, like they're not gonna stop like the, the toe tag me. It's not until I'm dead or whatever. Like yep. that's yeah. All right, that's kind of it for me with that. It was cool. <laughs> yeah yeah i do love the why is your favorite rapper always babbling about his brand again um yeah that like he just yeah. mentioned um you know which is great yeah, he drops he name drops Thelonious monk um 
which is wonderful for me as a jazz guy. He does mention packet loss and latencies, uh, you know, yep. classic internet talk. I also love the yeah. chorus. I mean, th- this album is pretty starved of choruses. He's not a big chorus guy. Um, usually it's just like one phrase repeated over and over. But uh, You Shouldn't Be Next to Me with that finicky energy, I think is a pretty mm-hmm. great chorus. That's a cool uh, line. That, that phrase. Um, yeah, uh, the one line I would point out is, it's October, so I'm reading Nabokov again. Uh, he's just like very masterful at painting a mood, I think. Um, and like mentioning that he gravitates towards a certain author at a certain time of the year uh, is a thing I relate to. I used to be like a big jazz guy in January, so uh, <laughs> I hit that. Interesting. Um, yeah, um, that's all I have. And then for that song, I don't mean to to skip a track over Magician, but can we talk about how Young Man is the best feature on the album? <laughs> Young yeah, Man I is had fantastic. nothing for Magician. I had nothing from Magician, so I'm fine with kind of. We talk about how that's I do. absolutely best feature on the album. That shit, shit was. I love hilarious. The, his vocabulary <laughs> is what's paying his rent line. Oh, it's the fucking. That's a I great think best line. line of the album. Like that best was one of, of my favorite lines in the whole thing. To be fair, that is Milo, not Young Man. But real quick, just I. Oh well, it's still a good Magician. Line. I have one line from Magician, and it goes into what I was just saying about painting a picture. Um, and then we can go right into Young Man, because I agree that he was wonderful. But in Magician, uh, speaking of painting a picture, he has a, a line that says, Gawking at the pasture as I pen this, it hails the howitzer in the garden of my mind. Uh, I just think it's that's like very cool. evocative imagery. Um, but that's all I have. So yeah, Young Man, go ahead, Cobb. I just thought his voice was great. Like, and, and the way he said stuff where it was like... It, he was just taking his fucking sweet time with his verse like yeah he's got a lot of like super weird it was so silly he's just like <laughs> yeah i just really loved he's, it i i just yeah, think he's great. I, it like puts a smile on my face when i hear it like <laughs> yeah and i mean again like uh, opening line i regret to inform you of your imminent demise it's just like a great also a great line way to start a verse you know uh yeah, yeah that's the one that also has awesome. the um this is also the one I think it's got the line that's uh, nice life you got. It'd be shame if something happened to it, right? Yeah. yeah. Shame yeah. if something <laughs> happened to it. I like that. I love yeah. that line. He that's puts a, a very line. Italian spin on that verse. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I get, uh, for me, like, I mean, if we're just going to jump away from stuff, I just want to start talking about the weird shit that I figured out, like, listening to this album. Go yeah, for it, just not going song-wise. Um, friggin', I learned what hell Yagway was because of this friggin' album. The hallucinogenic yeah. plant that leopards friggin' will eat sometimes that the native tribes will use in their rituals. I was like, what the fuck? I'm Googling this like while I'm like listening. I'm like, what am I doing right now? What yeah. a pull. What a weird like pull. A, because What like, is it? Like a jaguar eating jaguar or something like that? Yeah, it's like a reference from a not super popular BBC nature documentary where a re- <laughs> like a leopard is like eating like he'll like leopards i guess will just eat plants as like to like balance out their digestive systems or whatever and he happened to eat some of the yagwe which is a hallucinogenic one and it's just like being real like a kitten like just messing around rubbing its face <laughs> doing all this stuff because it's tripping balls like cactus like, what is- juice from avatar yeah exactly i'm like what am i doing right now what am i looking up and watching because <laughs> yeah. of this album like 
uh, just like that was the main takeaway I had from this was that I looked up some weird stuff for this album. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think that's I am in, curious though that that sort of time. sorry um, that that sort of stuff where where you found it interesting and wanted to look stuff up didn't make you like it more than Mad Villainy. Nah, because I I feel like I remember certain songs maybe in Mad Villainy that I might ever think about listening to again. I mean, and that's fair. I, There's probably catchier tracks on Mad Villainy than there are. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. I like I like one. stuff that's more, like, I guess it's kind of basic, but, like, catchier and, no, like, I fun, I just, fun to listen to in a way. Like, I just this, to know this where had some dope verses and stuff. Like, the very last song uh, with Blade Runner. I never thought of Blade Runner as an idyllic film. I'm like, damn. Yeah. That's, yeah, right? That's a powerful line, honestly, because that's a dystopia. <laughs> And, yeah. Yeah. like, I get it, though. Like, there's some of these dystopias where we're like, would that really be so bad? Like, yeah. would that be so bad in comparison to where we're at right now? Like, because we got yeah, all the yeah. bad of that dystopia already, but without any of the cool shit. So it's right. like, that was a cool I do, line. I, like, I do want to say before we move a little bit uh, too far away from where we were just at, you talking about your, uh, like, what you like yeah. in music. Um, I feel like I like this stuff more where it's like stuff where that I can um, like vibe to and just like listen to passively more than uh, things that where I'm like, I want to listen to like a specific song where it's like more of like um, me liking a poppiness to a song more than uh, melodic nature and like just being able to chill out. I don't know, like music, what? you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like whenever I listen to music, I just, I put on an album that I can listen to the whole thing on and I don't really have to pay attention to it. But I, whenever certain uh, ebbs and flows come on, I'm like really interested and like, mm-hmm. I'm not looking for one single track. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah. do. For, for me, it's, I feel like I have to listen to this song, like when it's on because of all the lyrics for me, like if I like when I was um, back when I used to listen to music when I studied for school stuff, I could not put anything with lyrics on. I had to do either instrumental mm. or like like the lo-fi hip hop kind of thing, where yeah. it's like there's I'm no the one singing. Way. It's just music. It's just instruments because I will get sucked in to the lyrics. Uh, other than that, like if I'm just want something on in the background, I'm fine with like country music because I've heard most of the songs before, and. Not to say that country songs don't have like a deeper meaning, but like they don't have them <laughs> as obscured as some of these songs do. There's like, got to be the, some country music that has deeper obscure. Meaning no, they right? they definitely do. There's plenty of them. It's just I feel like like the the deeper meaning to country songs is like here. Like, sorry for audio listeners, I'm doing like a thing with my hands over video, but like yeah. it's about here. And then these songs, it's like off the screen like way down here in terms of like the obscurity and the like you got to think about it to get to it kind of you know what i'm trying to say yeah 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 Yeah. and that's not a bad thing it's just i couldn't i know i couldn't put this on in the background because i would be like what i'd be like trying to listen like what is he trying to say like even trying to like have this on in the background while i'm playing video games i'm either not paying attention to what i'm playing and complete listening or I've gone past three songs and I don't even remember them going by. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just gone. I'm not even, like, it's not yeah. even a present thing in my mind. So, 
I don't know, like if I'm listening to stuff, I like put on stuff that I've already listened to if I'm listening to music in the background because then I don't, I know I don't have to pay attention to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right I on. guess... No, I get you. I mean, when... There's too much in this for me to have... For this to be a passive background thing, easily. Interesting. Yeah. I think there's an interesting parallel to be drawn between... I mean, just for the sake of this podcast, this album and Mad Villainy, because Milo generally speaking, wouldn't exist as a rapper without MF Doom. Um, but I think the the specific levels of referentiality between the two of them are cool to contrast, and I've never thought about it until hearing you mention that, Trev. Because, like, Mad Villainy came out in 2004 when the internet was in its infancy and wasn't an everyday thing for someone in their 20s or 30s right like doom was mm-hmm. so the references he's making are you know deep cuts for us but they're not stuff that you necessarily would have found on a youtube video when you're sitting there for 12 like you know three hours in the middle of the night trawling down a rabbit hole whereas the stuff that milo is referencing is very much of the internet um in that there's no possible way that he's actually sat and watched Every documentary, played every video game, watched every football season, read every book that he <laughs> references. You know, it's just like a nature of the internet, of this like constant yeah. intake it's of like information It's like a Wikipedia rabbit hole. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like when you go on Wikipedia and, and you start clicking on links. Like I've I've been yeah. there and, and randomly in a morning when I'm listening to music or a podcast or a Twitch stream. And I end up having like ten or fifteen Wikipedia tabs open because I've fucking lost my mind. Like, <laughs> like right. you just do it. It's just the yeah. age that we're in. I, I will say yeah. with this, with like some of his references, though, what I mentioned earlier about wanting to talk about one of the things I didn't like the references. Yeah, was in the last uh, again in the last song the Pokemon Go thing. Yeah, to me, I was just like the moment that hit. I was like, nah, that was a bit much, honestly, in my opinion. It was just, like, it didn't seem to have a ton of context to support it, and it was almost just, like, get that buzzword out. Like, I don't think mm. this guy would be that type of person to do something like that, you know what I mean? But to Pokemon me, Go it just still felt... Hot, then. It was. It just felt weird. It felt weirdly out of place, in yeah. my mind. He was, like, just... Because he said it so many times, and it was just, like, I don't know. It felt weird to me. Right on. The rest of the rest of the references I thought were awesome. A lot of his like historical stuff was cool, but just that's the one that bugged me. And like even mm. in the same song though, he had the I got these what peaches from Ganymede, nectarines or whatever, yeah. the nectarines from Ganymede, and it's like that's a Greek um, cupbearer like for the gods. And I was like, damn, what a what a pull! Isn't Ganymede also that? a planet in Cowboy Bebop though? It might be. I when I first because I knew I I recognized it from somewhere and I was big into Greek mythology for a while in my life. Right on. Um, Percy sad Jackson. I missed that point in your life. <laughs> I was that was like Percy Jackson era man because I loved those books so I was Harry like Potter deep into pick. that stuff. Um, that and I think it is like a sci-fi reference thing too, but like I thought that was pretty cool because he brought like food and wine to the gods and uh, kind of against his own will. So I thought that was kind of an interesting pull. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, yeah. And, and it's also my last thing. I'm, I know I'm, Oh, sorry. Go. What? What's up? No, no, no. Go Trev. No, you go. 
I, because I was going to something else entirely. I was just going to say that Ganymede could also be a reference to it's a particular planet in Cowboy Bebop. So it's like, oh, it is. It's that okay. thing where like you wouldn't know, like we can't say for sure whether he's referencing the Greek god, which does make sense. But it is also one of the like the more uh, wealthy and developed planets in Cowboy Bebop. So like that could just be like a cool flex. Like I got these Ectorians from Ganymede, you know. <laughs> so it's like that's the kind of thing where it's just it's you know I, that's the type of referentiality that I that I love in any medium. Um, no, sorry, I'd believe that. I, no, hundred percent. And then my last thing I really wanted to hit on because like I didn't have a ton of notes and stuff was the. Oh god, which song was it? I'm trying to look through my notes real quick. Uh note to Note to Miss. Right? Misses? Note to Misses, yeah. The running to freedom thing. Uh don't stop running if you don't see me or whatever the line mm-hmm, was. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. I can't remember the exact I thought that was a really I just I kinda liked that. It felt very dreamy and also like the um To me it felt like a reference to like escaping slaves and stuff. Like, like whenever they would run away, it's like, if you don't see me, just keep running. Just never stop kind of situation. Like you'd see like in some of those, um, movies about that era or like the actual stories you would hear. It's like, just keep running. And I thought that was a really, I, I, I really liked the feeling that that song did give off. Yeah. That's that's pretty much everything I have to talk about for this album. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I do. That's a great shout out. Uh, I do love note to misses. It's obviously not one that jumps out because it's not like one where he's rapping furiously or referencing stuff in a cool way. It's just like a really nice moody. um, I mean, uh, tone poem feels reductive almost, but at the same time, like it does feel a lot more like spoken word than actual rap music. Um, mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, I love that one too. Uh, it's one that has grown on me a lot over the years. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could reference particular lines all day, uh, which I won't do because I know that doesn't yeah. make good, um, good podcasting. Do you have anything else that you wanted to touch on, Cobb? No, not really. I mean, I, like, honestly, my, I don't have a ton of notes, even, even though I have, like, two two pages basically a front and a back worth of things written down yeah not a whole lot of it is like things that need to be thoroughly discussed and really a lot of it's our stuff we've already touched on um yeah. but i really just want to say that um it is a fantastic album in my opinion i will continue to listen to this album um i don't know if i said that for the other ones i probably did but this one will definitely enter my rotation like as an album rather than just particular songs because like the other ones i added specific songs to specific playlists that i have on spotify but like this one is like one of them that like while i'm playing like a video game that i don't need to listen to i'm going to be listening to this album um for a long time uh and i'll probably appreciate it more and more as time goes on like will was saying and like how i was saying with how i've already listened to it fucking nine times within like a (laughs) week span that's um, so many times I and like, liked I just... it and and didn't and didn't feel like any of those times I was dragging myself through it just to listen to the song for the pot or to listen to the album for the podcast. I was doing it because I wanted to. I wanted to listen to the album. Um, and that's nice. So yeah, I recommend you guys checking it out uh, 100%, especially if you like this type of uh, this type of rap that we've been describing 
during the podcast. This is really a uh, type of rap that just references shit and it's very melodic. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. yeah, like one day maybe we'll get an album that I actually am not going to be an asshole about, but you know. You're, you weren't an <laughs> asshole at all, Trevor. Not at all. You don't need to yeah. think that. You don't. Need I'm to an asshole when it comes to your anime. You are always incredibly respectful when it comes to my rap music. So almost uh, too respectful, Trevor. <laughs> I mean, like um, I said, like all the all the rest of the songs, like that I kind of just didn't talk about. I just was like, like one of them, I didn't even put a single note, and one of the other ones, I think magician. Oh right, what song was that? Not sure. What oh, song was uh, that? Because you wouldn't tell paging me. Paging Mr. Bill, I put literally nothing. I put <laughs> no notes because I just was like, that's a that great happened. track. That was in contention for me. <laughs> I don't know, what is man. It, paging I Mr. Just... Bill, none. Yeah. Yeah. It was during a three-track block where I was like, that shit's tight. It was that put, and Sorcerer and then Take Adventure of the Naysayer. Or Advantage of the literally naysayer. no notes for that one. I don't even remember how that one went. Just... Yeah. Like, I mean, to be I, fair... I didn't hate the album. Flows, it was just... It's, like, not something, it's not what I listened to. Like, yeah. and I will say that... Um, this is kind of a weird off-reference. L- listening to these albums has made me appreciate rap a little bit more um uh i listen to a lot of the league election league of legends songs honestly because they're like very up there but they have a rap song that i hated when it first came out and then i went back and listened to it recently and i was like damn this is actually really good and i actually am like adding it to a playlist now so i'm like aren't those think, aren't all those songs like k-pop no they all are different genres actually right more or less they are putting out an ep for kda the KDA's KDA classic. They're putting out an EP for that whole, like a whole album. So that'll be kind of cool coming up. But it was a song called Giants. And it was just like, I hated it when it first came out. I was like, ah, this isn't my thing. And now I'm like digging it. So I think you are expanding my horizons. Right on. Just, Fuck yeah, Trev. That's just these are still part, real. Man. These are real <laughs> deep cuts, like in terms yeah. of like. Well, these are very, like, very, ah. these are very far down the rabbit hole from League of Legends rap. So, uh, no, if I, I can, know that's if why I can I'm drag like... you down. <laughs> if I could drag you, they're just rapping about going that. down mid, <laughs> huh? Uh, but um, I don't know. I just I dug it. It was like it, I don't know. Like I'm I'm I really witnessed myself going. Okay, I'm appreciating stuff more. Like how hard it is and how. Because I do appreciate these guys' ability to, like, both Milo and MF Doom, like, crafting the raps themselves. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's fucking tough. That, that's, I could never, I don't think I could ever do that. I could maybe get one song if you gave me, like, three years. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and even no, then, I'd, probably I'd, not. Because I, I could And it probably never. wouldn't be good. And yeah. No, it would just be, like, the close, like some horrible stuff so like i appreciate these guys and their abilities it's just it's not what i have my ears do not appreciate it you know what i mean yeah that's fair yeah um i will yeah i will close uh before we say our goodbyes with the shout outs to my three favorite words on this album words that i did not know before that i now know um celerity alacrity and velchmerts um not gonna say what they are. Great words, great lines on the no, album. Please, please tell us what they are. Cause no, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm going to. I'm oh, dude, that's for you. It's for yeah, you to continue for you. your rabbit hole, Trevor. Bingo. Um, cool. Any closing thoughts 
that y'all would like to share before I sign us off? No, kind of already got mine out. So cool. All right, yeah. Uh, well, I hope you listen to the album. Um, it's it's wonderful. I like it very much. Um, I'm glad y'all enjoyed it and listened to it. I think that'll do it for today's episode. Um, as I said up top, justice for Jacob Blake, Black Lives Matter. Shout out to Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, see y'all next time. Love you all. Peace.